0: Newcastle these
1: days, I go out that rarely. These days, it's more like
0: not like park. You said park and that. Or park.
1: Oh, park! All right, it's uh, it's Barnes Park, the beach. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barnes Park, the Can't beach. Wrong with the beach isn't it? Backhouse Park, the beach mainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy, the beach. You get food there. There's options. Yeah, the beach yeah, yeah, yeah. does it for me, especially down Roka now. There's so many different like. Yeah. It's such a blessing
0: like in Sutherland to have the beach so close to you. Yeah, I mean, it's like, unreal.
1: People don't, like, appreciate it.
0: 100%, mate.
1: It's yeah. unreal. Like, when you're down there on a nice day, especially if you go, like, during the week, mm. and it's, like, a nice day and it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, like being abroad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's unreal. And yeah, yeah. there's people now, especially in, like, the Roker Harbour, or whatever it is, there's people, like, like, on, get, like paddle boards and that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, like, you see dolphins and that sometimes. <laughs> I, I see a dolphin yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and you're like, it's, you're, like, it's, it's unreal. Because <laughs> when people think of Sunderland, it's because... <laughs> When it's on the news, see you have like Sunland Science and Body. If Sky Sports go to Sunderland, they always mm. go to Blanford Street mm. down the right. town and interview people where it's mm. like, you know, I get run down. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. never go to like Roker yeah, with like yeah, yeah, yeah. the lighthouse in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. They always go to Blanford Street where it's like Pound Stretcher <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and they do it on purpose. They must yeah, do it on yeah.
0: purpose. <laughs> I love it, mate. Like even night walks, like I uh-huh. brought my dog in the night uh, just along the beach, mate. It's absolutely peaceful man i don't know what it is it's, it's just unreal aye? yeah
1: even Seaburn now they've got like so like the stack like what a what yeah. a place that is like even yeah. if you're not into it like it's like all right like that'll bring people from south shields yeah, to Sunderland yeah, yeah, yeah. or durham to Sunderland. Yeah. And it's like and perfect it's like perfect location as well aye? Where yeah. got it. it is and then like there's a few different restaurants and that there now yeah it's good man i like sunderland i love sunderland
2: the, the, when i was young i hated sunderland Mm-hmm. And the older I got, the more I've realised like Sundran's actually really good in terms of everything. Because th- when you go down south and stuff, it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: obviously there's things to see. But as a city, as a place, uh, like the people and stuff is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. here is, I just feel like everything, people are a lot more like, friendlier. Uh-huh. Like beaches, nature. It's just nature. simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, been... yeah, it's a lot simpler, yeah. yeah.
1: The only thing we haven't got is our town centre is largely a crap mm. hole. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's s- getting better like they're doing yeah. stuff now yeah, yeah, yeah. but like there's no shops yeah like there's literally not one there's maybe one good shop in Sunderland Aphrodite maybe yeah, yeah. like apart from Aphrodite is there any others off the top of your head just
0: flannels I guess yeah, yeah maybe
1: but they don't even have like a top man anymore oh yeah oh, there, a there. lot of the no, shops there's not a Debenhams now. anymore yeah. well, there's not a top man there's not a Debenhams why did
0: they get rid a top man
1: Eh. Top Man probably just sell more online, don't they? There probably just wasn't enough business yeah. in, in the bridges because I'd never go down the town. Yeah, me like, too, you know? so they're probably just it's probably just more valuable to sell everything online, isn't it? Mm.
2: Makes sense. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember the last time I went out.
0: So never. I remember, like, <laughs> remember USC. <laughs> U- U- uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, <laughs> uh, <next> uh, <laughs> and like... Uh, Which one was, was
1: USC? Was that at the front? Beside like... Debenhams. Like the Park Lane entrance. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, USC. USC, man. The, um, like, oh, there's now, there's obviously still Jackie White's market there. I think oh. one of the main attractions <laughs> of it. But they've still got River Island and those sort of high street brands, but right, shop has gone, Debenhams is gone. Um, they don't even have, like, the Disney shop anymore, do they? At least have, like, a Disney well? shop. I think that's yeah. gone, eh?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, next to Boots, I think. Yeah. Um, um, well, it was down HMV the or or it, was, it, was, it was right yeah, next door yeah, to HMV, eh? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. HMV's still there, I think. It's dry still there. So, I'm a I, see, I wouldn't even know.
1: Like I wouldn't even know.
0: Be- <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I used to go all the time after school and that like, but it's been ages. <laughs> what school so. did you go to? St. Helens in Greenstone. Yeah, yeah oh, the I went to sixth did. form. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. what, what secondary school did you go to? Southmore. Oh, and oh, then you right, went there. Right. Right, right. And then I went to sixth form. Yeah. at St. Helens. Uh, mate right. Do you know was there actually beef between South Moins and Ayton? Like, I'm sure there was like, so, when, I, when I grew up so, we were, like, Right, obviously be-
1: this sounds ridiculous, so this shouldn't be on the pod. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> when I was in year seven, this wasn't obviously wasn't me, I was I was in year seven. There used to be days when literally like hundreds of people from South Wales used to walk along at St Eidens and there'd be like massive fights and the police would get called and stuff. When I was in year seven, um obviously I wasn't involved, but I was like in year seven, I'd like walk yeah, about yeah. I like you know. Um but then I don't think so as much anymore but so there used I, to be like I think so B. when I was it was only when I was in year 7 it never even happened after that like never but when I was in year 7 there was like regular like fights between no. the skills um but when but to be fair though when I because Southmore is a much better school like <laughs> no it is it is it is when I went to 6th yeah, yeah. form I couldn't believe how bad it was like <laughs> Like everything so, was just so run down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, used put, he used to play tennis in the car park and that thing is. <laughs> yeah. Like, how bad's that? We used to have like tennis courts and like AstroTurf and that. You had to have AstroTurf? Oh, right, I went like a five-a-side AstroTurf pitch, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. You used to play like tennis and that. the ball used to hit like divots and that and go out. And like, I, I used to feel sorry for you you along. Uh, what was the, the football pitches called? Lines. Like Limes. the, yeah. the, the well, bog, weren't like, they? 20 yeah. minutes. Uh, 20 All right. minutes. To, even, like, uh, what was the, the sixth form building called? Briary. Uh, Briery. Like, how old and outdated yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah. Never, exactly.
2: Like, they'd never yeah. done anything for nah, that. Nah,
1: And it was just when we came, we were like, it's so mad how, how outdated it was. Yeah. And I was, like, 17, 18, and I was having to go to, like, because um, we never did this in Southampton, I was having to go to, like, religious, like, ceremonies <laughs> in school <laughs> yeah. at St. Aidan's. Right. Like, like, every so often you would have something in the hall where there'd be, yeah, like... Yeah. And like, we never did that. So it was just, it was so
2: weird. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was like, what we're we doing here?
1: Like, why have we all got to
2: stand here? We we didn't stay in the sixth form. We nah. both went different. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to St. Roberts and mm-hmm. Washington for sixth form. But then I went to college after that.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Newcastle we both went yeah, to I went Newcastle 6th form did you so we, when you go from all boys school then mm-hmm. I went to 6th form it's like mixed, there's girls in the class I was mm-hmm. like woah <laughs> well, uh, I'm assuming for you was opposite where, <laughs> like, so I
1: was waiting because when we joined St. Aidan's 6th form like there was a big thing about like, like so I did psychology at 6th form and um, I failed but I did it Um, and there wasn't enough in the class so some girls from St. Anthony's came and we had like, a mixed class Right, and oh, like, the really St. Aidan's f- lads were like couldn't believe it <laughs> they couldn't believe it and um, we were like, um, like they couldn't believe it and I was like we've always went to school with girls and um, but I they were like they couldn't believe it. there was like girls in the, in the psychology class um, but that's just obviously what we what we always had yeah, yeah. but I uh, said Ian's was there uh, was knackered by it when I went there it was just
0: was that did compared you say for two years or two years I did
1: the two years thankfully managed to get it done and get out yeah but um we had like Oh, i can't think of him we had a teacher who was like the head of our sixth form and he just wasn't like he name? was just kind oh, can't, of I can't, mr robinson no i'm not sure um but it was just so like outdated compared like yeah, where yeah, we yeah. came from and i think it was one like along the road but it saved me was a bit of skill i think
0: yeah for sure man i walked past and i saw the size of your pitch and i used to be like man look at these man they're like stuff. three footy pitches. yeah exactly uh, like,
1: all this land we had, we had, like, all, like, because you used to come to our school and do it. Remember, we had the IT facility. And sometimes St. Aidan's used to come Did and it? do, like, IT oh, lessons. I oh, and, like, our, we had some... I can't think of what it was called. We had some, like, high-tech IT facility. <laughs> um, and so all the other schools the used to come. Months. This not the happened. do now than ever when I was there. Right. But thank God they never, because, like thank god we all got split up like our, you know your mates and stuff because yeah. we wouldn't have been able to pass yeah. in yeah <laughs> because everybody was just too comfortable yeah so yeah, i had to yeah. like split up and then i went to st helen's with a couple of my mates and some of my mates went to yeah. bead and then some people did apprenticeships mm-hmm. and then we all got split up because if sixth form was there we all would have just went to sixth form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because you just do
0: what's easy don't you
1: that's true well we did
0: i mean in a way if it is separated like boys and girls you might be a bit more focused you might have been a bit distracted, you know what I mean? But yeah, no,
2: but I, th- I don't think boys and girls should be separated
0: at school. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sh- it way It's, sh- way it's it natural. Yeah, 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 exactly. Your social skills aren't as. Yeah, like I remember the first week of sixth form, I was like, this was a bit weird because I had a girl at the mm-hmm. time, but I was also like, I'm like, how do I approach the situation without yeah, yeah. coming across like procyd in it? Yeah, yeah, and I didn't kind of know exactly because you've never
1: sat like, next to a girl for five hours a day. Yeah. Where exactly, and then especially when you're that young.
0: Yeah, I was like 16 at the uh-huh. time. And mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, female teachers, there had it rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously oh Because Obviously, because there's is. no girls, or yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone just concentrates on, on the yeah, teachers. teachers. Everybody just, fancies yeah. just any teacher.
1: <laughs> like. You think they all fancier if they're nice to you? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Stop making up fucking scenarios. <laughs> in your <head>. uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was rough, like,
2: but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they had it hard. <laughs> yeah, I could can't imagine being like a female yeah, yeah, teacher yeah. and a... All boys. Boy, yeah, all boys school. Secondary school, well, not for Yeah, secondary. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Height of puberty. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no, no. There was a... Uh, remember Miss Jackson? <laughs>
2: um,
1: IT. Yes. IT, yeah, yeah, yeah. So She was my form teacher. And, like, there was people in love with her. Yeah. Like, Yay. in love with her. Um, I've seen her quite a few times, like, out, like, in, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. on the drink and stuff and seems like a nice lady um, but uh, <laughs> like when we were in sixth form her son was in my year too um, and loads of people were just like obsessed with her because there was no females yeah and all the sudden, Aidan's lads were like oh, I was just so like different or, like new to them yeah or, or it would have been
2: yeah oh yeah because um, she had two sons and the, the younger one was in my year and she so, had a I'm daughter yeah, oh yeah a daughter as well yeah
1: she had a daughter who was older I don't know her but she had a daughter who was older <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a change in topics. Um you're a mortgage advisor by profession, aren't you? Yes. How long have you been doing that
0: before then?
1: So I've been doing that since twenty twenty. Um so I work self employed um as a mortgage advisor and essentially I help home buyers across the country to, to finance properties, whether they're first time buyers, property investors, home movers, mm. um, whatever it might be, it's my job to help them to to finance property.
2: So like did you get into Like, were you self-employed right from the start?
1: Yeah, so that's not... That's actually not very typical. Um, But, yeah, so I went in straight away Uh self-employed. It's something that I wanted to do because I was always... Worked on a self-employed basis before that and had that flexibility. Um, So it's quite... To be fair, it's quite a difficult industry to start on a self-employed basis. Um, But I had... I was quite fortunate. I did have some savings in the bank, um, which allowed me to sort of ease my way into the industry without the pressure of earning huge amounts Mm. immediately Um, because it takes quite a long time in my industry to to build your client base Mm -hmm. because people people only get a mortgage once every two or five years. And if you do get a mortgage, I only get paid the bulk of that six months later. Um, So it does take quite a while to start Right. And to start earning so is it a living,
2: like, you know, when someone goes through a mortgage and then the money gets paid out, is that when you get paid, or do you have to wait even longer after that? So,
1: you earn money, there's a few different income streams, but um, the you get paid something called a procuration fee, which is paid by the mortgage lender mm-hmm. who you set your client up with, right? Um, that is paid around within the next 30 days after they complete on their house. So, if I help you get a mortgage today, um you may not actually get your keys for four months. Mm-hmm. So then I will get paid within the next 30 days after that. Right. There are other fees involved, such as I may charge a, a fee um, when you receive a mortgage offer, mm-hmm. um, other bits and pieces. But, yeah, the bulk of it tends to be at the end of the process.
0: Right. Yeah, that means Why sense. mortgages? Why, why did you want to get into this industry?
1: So I bought my first home in 2018. Um Congratulations. It, <laughs> in and to be honest I didn't have a very good experience with my mortgage advisor right. um, it was very corporate he wasn't very personable um, full of jargon and he just didn't seem to be interested right. like he was there to do a job and leave right. um, and that sort of triggered the first thought of I think I can do a better job mm-hmm. um, you know in terms of working with people um, right. communicating with people it's a big it's a big thing um, you know helping people to buy the first home typically yeah. it's the biggest financial transaction of their lives so that was the initial um sort of moment where i thought right i want to i want to get in that industry
0: so what happened with, with that so when you got your first house what what did this guy do that you didn't like or
1: so, it was just so, obviously, at that time, I wasn't a mortgage advisor, so I had loads of questions. Right. Um, I didn't really understand mortgages that well. Um, I had loads of questions, and at the time, I felt like he was irritated by me asking questions. Right, right, right. right yeah, got it. And, you know and, I, you know, and he would respond in a way that I just wouldn't understand, so I was no better off. Yeah, so, I yeah. feel like when we got our first home, it was, um, we didn't really, under- we weren't comfortable, we weren't confident. We didn't even really understand why we took the mortgage that we took okay, um, because right. he didn't seem very receptive to, to questions. Um, so that was the main thing. You know, we've got the mortgage, we've got the house, great. But the experience and the communication, in my opinion, could have been a lot better.
0: Right. And then uh, now obviously you've understood that. And now when you get your clients, mm-hmm. what what kind of questions were you asking them?
1: You so, so I say to all of my clients... It's my job to answer as many questions as you have. So first call, I always say throughout the process and during this call, ask as many questions as you want. That's what I'm here for. Mm. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Like yeah. when you're buying your first home, why would you understand mortgages? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like why would you? Mm-hmm. And it is scary. It is daunting, especially yeah. with all the scare news um, and everything you see online and the misinformation on social media, etc. cetera. Um, so just ask everything that you want. No matter how little or how big it is, um, and it's my job to help you to understand that and help yeah. you to understand why, why, why certain things are problems or why a recommendation is being made. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, fair enough.
2: What do you think about the like the current property climate? Because there's a there's a lot of talk, isn't there? Like in terms mm-hmm. of you know, it's interest rates. Obviously, a lot of high. Uh, um, it-
1: So it's been, so, okay, so over COVID, let's say 2020, interest rates were at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. So they've never been lower than that period, essentially the COVID period. So if you bought a house at that time, um, you were getting the, the lowest interest rates of all time. Now, in the last, let's say over 2022, especially the first three quarters, interest rates went through the roof Yeah, due to everything going on in the economy. Um. So that meant that the mortgage rates followed that. To be fair, mortgage rates went up even further. Um, and on the news, there's a lot of worst case scenario, etc. Um, so yeah, interest rates did go through the roof. As well as that, over COVID, property prices went through the roof too, Yeah. which makes it incredibly difficult to yes. buy a home. Um, you know, I think now it, it gets harder to buy a home year on year because the gap between your average salary and the average house price Keeps on yeah. growing. Yeah. Yeah. I think now it's like the average house price is nine times the average salary, mm. which is ridiculous. Um, so it's, it's it's been quite a difficult time for people to buy properties over COVID. It was very very competitive. Um, over the last five months or so, interest rates have fixed interest rates have sort of came down quite consistently. Okay. They're not back where they were in 2020, yeah. but they may never be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot to consider. Um. Yeah, there's a lot to consider and that's why sort of somebody like me is there to answer those questions.
2: Yeah. Can you like, can you talk about like what the average kind of rates are mm-hmm. right now? Like, if So, say for example, if I was looking to buy a property now, mm-hmm. what would be, you know, the average mortgage yeah. interest rate I can expect? Yeah,
1: so interest rates, so the interest rate that you can access is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you may be able to get a completely different access to what you could get. mm mm-hmm. Um, Because it's based on your circumstances, your goals, the finances that you have. Um, But at the moment, you would have to do very, very, very well to get an interest rate below 4%. Right. Okay, so I would say typically, people when buying a house, let's say average home buyer, you're probably going to get an interest rate between 4% and 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 Mm 5.5% on a residential mortgage. Over COVID, when I said they were at the lowest, that may have been between... One and a half and three percent on average, um so they are significantly significantly yeah. higher
2: yeah so that 's a big difference so is that are they are they like um, a lot of banks still doing uh, like ten percent deposits and stuff?
1: Yeah, so the the minimum deposit when you're buying a residential home is a 5% deposit. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, So there are plenty of 5% deposit mortgages still on the market. You do have to meet criteria for those. Um, The reason being it's it's a little bit more of a risk to the lender because Mm -hmm. there's less equity in the home. Mm -hmm. So there's slightly stricter lending criteria in terms of credit scoring and things like that. But yes, there are 5% deposit options. There's also 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%, and so on. Um, in terms of interest rates, so with a 5% deposit mortgage, that will generally come with the higher interest rates. Yeah. Once that deposit amount hits 10%, you'll generally be able to access slightly lower interest rates, again at 15%, 20%, and so on. Yeah. Now, what deposit you put down just comes down to the individual. If you've only got 5%, you've only got 5%. If you can put more down, maybe you can can get a better interest rate. But then there's also the considerations of, let's say you have 20% in the bank, do you want to put a 20% deposit down or do you want to put 10% deposit down and keep the rest in the savings? One for the home, for for decor, furnishing, or just for personal spending for holidays or emergency funds.
0: What's your like best advice for people that's looking to buy a house at the moment?
1: So, uh, like getting a good deal. So, it's of. it's all about preparation. It's all about preparation. So, it's never too early to speak to somebody like myself and to get an understanding of your finances. Yeah. Um because so many people don't understand the finances, they don't really understand exactly even how much they earn overall. Um, they don't, you know, they don't really understand the debts that they've got, they've got and what impact that can have. Yeah. Um, credit history. Most people haven't downloaded a credit report before mm-hmm. they've bought a house, um, and because of that, they don't. Even, a lot of people don't really know. Have they ever missed a payment? Have they got? Have they ever went into arrears? Have they got a default? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's preparation. It's never too early to say right. I'm looking to buy a house, Dan, in two years' time. Yeah. Can we just have a chat with my income and my debts? How much could could I borrow, do you think, if I was to buy it today? Um, So we can sort of put things into context and let you know what is realistic. Mm. As well as that, we can sort of identify, if I see your credit report, we can say, all right, um, there's this issue. Um, This may cause these restrictions. However, if we do X, Y, and Z in two years' time, when you are ready to buy you may have better options so it's about laying the foundations it's it's just all about preparation Um, it's never too early just have a conversation it can just be a chat on the phone yeah just get an idea of how mortgages work what sort of deposit you're going to need for this property how much do you need to earn to buy that property and then you can work towards those goals because so many people go in blindly they're like right i want to buy a house right now i've never looked at a credit report i've never spoke to somebody yeah um Dan, can I do it? Sometimes the answer is yes, you can. Sometimes the answer is no, um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason.
2: What do you think, like, so for someone that is considering buying a property, like, do you, are there any, like, top three things or something that they should consider or start looking to do in order to, you know, like, get to that point where they can, like, happily go ahead and buy a property?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> credit history is, is, a, is a main one. So you need to look after your credit. Any mispayments, defaults, CCJs, anything worse such as IV years bankruptcies, they can have a significant impact on how much you can borrow. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, as young people, we should anyway be aware of our credit, but most people aren't. Um, so one, you should be downloading a credit report, understand where your debts are, understand have you ever missed a payment, um, is everything coming out of your bank as it should do. That's the main thing. Um Secondly, it would be your deposit, save early. Um, there's options for things. You know, if you're a first-time buyer, a lifetime ISA, for example. Mm. Yeah, that's such an opportunity to see help to help you to save a deposit. A lifetime ISA essentially, you can put four thousand pounds in per year, and the government will give you twenty-five percent contribution towards that. So, if you put four thousand pounds in a year for three years, you're going to get three grand off the government.
0: Yeah,
1: which is massive when you save yeah. for a yeah. deposit. that's
0: fifteen k in total. Yeah, saving
1: for your yeah. deposit, exactly. So, you know, that's a massive tool for people. There are considerations. So when you open a lifetime ISA, you can't use the funds towards a property purchase until it's being open for a year. Mm. Right. So if you're looking to buy a house next week, you don't want to put your oh, money into yeah. a lifetime ISA because there are some penalties for withdrawing those if you're not buying a home. Right. But if you're looking to buy a house in three years' time, get that account open. You know, yeah. even if you just open it, even if you've got no money to put in, Just open it, stick a pound in, and then the 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 clock's ticking. So then if yeah, so then you get your one year is going to be over more quickly. Right, right. So that's what I would say. Open a lifetime ISA. You know, as soon as it's an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, it's literally free money, pretty much. So that and generally just saving as much of a deposit as possible because that's just going to give you more opportunity and more options when the time does come. 3 work with somebody like myself somebody in my job who's going to be able to provide that advice. Yeah. Um it's literally my job to understand circumstances, understand goals, everybody's different and then to in the most streamlined manner possible to identify and then secure the best possible mortgage solution whether that's borrowing enough money, getting the best deal on the market most commonly Maybe you want to use certain lenders for certain reasons. You want to avoid certain fees. It's my job to ensure that you achieve that on time and first time so that you're not. It's not a trial and error approach when you're doing it yourself.
2: Mm -hmm. When it comes to like, you know, our credit rating and credit score and stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough kind of knowledge out there. We're not really taught as to how we should, you know, build Mm -hmm. that up or Uh why we should take that into consideration so do you have like any advice for someone that's looking to like build their credit rating
1: so the best credit report that you can download is a check it's called check my file mm-hmm. so check my file compiles the information of Experian, equifax and transunion right. which are three um credit report providers so all of those can actually have different information about you yeah. which is ridiculous but it can so you want to get the check my file report Will have all of that information, so it's the most complete look at your credit profile as well as that it's the easiest to understand. It's broken down, it's the nicest to look at because mm-hmm. it can you know if you've never looked at a credit report before, they can be impossible to understand um so a check my file report is the best for that um is what well, you know so download that you can have a look you can see right are there how is my credit report initially? how is my credit score sorry initially. Is it good? Is it average? Is it bad? If it's bad, why is that? Are there any missed payments? You can see on there, if you're on the electoral roll at your property, you can see if you have any financial relationships with people that you didn't know about, such as ex-partners, ex-flatmates, right. that will show. So, for example, a common thing I see is maybe people when they're at university, they've bought a set on finance with an ex-flatmate. In their eyes, the finance is the their ex-flatmate's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they're both named on the credit. Um, yeah. The ex-flatmates missed some payments and they didn't even know that they still had that financial relationship. Mm. And that's, you know, impacting their right. credit profile. Right. So it's just an, it's an initial awareness of, you know, being able to see that. And then if you talk to somebody like myself um, or there are tools online who can talk about how it is you can improve that. And the, the answer is different for everybody. So sometimes it may be, um, all right, you can get a credit card, maybe start you know, um, putting your shopping on it, paying it back each month to show the lender, lenders that you can be trusted yeah. with borrowing money. Um, but that answer, it's different for everybody. Do you know what I mean? If somebody's got bad credit because they've missed loads of payments on a credit card and they've got a bad credit score, I wouldn't then advise them to yeah, get another to get credit, card credit card right. because yeah. it's probably going to happen again. Um, so the answer is different for everybody. But first of all, it's just having an awareness because most people don't yeah at all
2: Yeah, because it like none of this stuff is taught in schools like do you know what i mean we don't we don't when we finish school we've got no idea anything financially to be honest like no. credit scores and stuff it, i'm pretty sure like I, no one really came to me and ta- taught me about credit scores and stuff. it was just self-taught Yeah, just yeah. like me like going out and watching videos mm-hmm. and like kind of teaching myself which is <laughs> a bit messed up in a way because it's like it's so important when it comes to like buying a property uh, getting like a loan uh-huh. or whatever it is you yeah. need a good credit score uh-huh.
1: i actually did a linkedin post um recently about the lack of information out there for young men uh-huh. so for example for, for women on instagram there's actually quite a few like sort of personal finance accounts for, which are sort of quite pink and they're the, the clearly sort of aimed at women yeah. in terms of budgeting, saving, all that sort of stuff. There's no equivalent for, for young men. One, as you mentioned, you don't get taught in school, which mm-hmm. you should. But for young men, the information that's online at the moment, especially with the nature of TikTok, it's it's all sort of um financial freedom, cryptocurrency, NFTs, yeah, and it's all 30-second yeah. clips with no context and no balance. Um, but there's no sort of down-to-earth, real... So so all that is great, firstly. However, it's not real in the day-to-day for most people. Yeah. Um, But there's no sort of down-to-earth either advice, whether it's online on social media or it's people going into schools, colleges, workplaces, talking about the day-to-day finances of young men. So the post that that I did recently was actually about... For young men, there's no information out there for sort of gambling the issues that can cause. Yeah. Um, your credit history, payday loans, um, the financial pressures that come with being a man, like culturally. Yeah. Mm. The fact that men are more likely to invest, but less likely to ask for help investing. Yeah. Um yeah. there's nothing out there, generally in terms of finances. Uh-huh. Um there's no information out there for men. And if there is information, it's sort of inaccessible, it's sort of you can't really digest it, it's too formal, it's too full of jargon. So what I was saying was, is it maybe like a little bit of a side quest at some point, there should be some like form of down-to-earth like advice in terms of those scenarios, like real-life oh, yeah, yeah. day-to-day finances for men. And people are always going to have problems, people are always going to make mistakes. Um, but just an awareness of, if you do take that payday loan out to go out on the drink, Mm-hmm. How that could impact you if you want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, just miss your credit card payments or your phone bill payments because you want to spend the money elsewhere. Then the impact that can have. Yeah. Um, or gambling. You know what I mean? I've got nothing against gambling, but it's so easy to develop a gambling problem. Addiction. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's so easy. Like, especially now. Like, well, culturally, I've gone off off track here. But culturally, um, let's see when you go to the match or whatever. Back in the day, when I first when I first turned eighteen or whatever, you would go at the boogies, put a bet on, yeah. you go to the pub, and then you go in the match. Uh-huh. Now you don't even have to go at the boogies. it's all just on your phone. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. mad. It's, like and, yeah. and people aren't. aware. It's so easy to like develop a problem. Like in the northeast, especially, everybody knows somebody who's got a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, or oh, the gambling is a problem in in some way. Yeah. Um, and people, there's always going to be people with problems, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In awareness of, like you know, these issues do exist. And um, if you are putting this money, and this is why people people typically develop problems. If you do develop problems, or you feel you are early, these are you know this is what's there to help you. And um, this is how you can manage your gambling, like putting restrictions on your accounts and things like that. Um, but yeah, you are right. There is nothing there for 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 people, and especially young men.
0: If you what think about like phones and gambling that only came about like 10 15 years. Ago. It's very new uh-huh. where you can just get out your phone and just put a bet on. Whereas before yeah. you had mm-hmm. to walk down to the shop, uh-huh. you could have been like, I can't be asked to get done, do that. But like nowadays, you just get 10 pounds. Is that I'm this like so much free bets, yeah? It's like this uh-huh. a, such an incentive, yeah, like a fish in a rail, just, like <laughs> have this, have this, and then maybe you just get hooked in it, like
1: it is. The, like the free bets every weekend. There's free yeah, bets yeah. every time. There's like there's any horse racing on. There's free yeah, bets. Yeah. Like and people and even though people know they're not really free bets because yeah. they're there to get you on the app, um. But still, everybody's on them. Mm-hmm. And like as you see, with it being on your phone now, and there's so many different apps as well. Like even if somebody, um, like maybe blocks themselves on a on a one form of um betting better nap you can just get another one yeah um like it, it, it's mad um and it's well that you're not actually handing over any cash so it's just you know it's just it's just like you're playing a game on your yeah, phone. With yeah. it. but then it can yeah, get out of hands yeah. so so quickly in terms of like the similar yeah, yeah. thing well like debt and loans mm-hmm. i get a letter through the post every week from my bank saying you can take out this credit card or you yeah. can get yeah, this loan yeah. i no wonder people take out so much debt
2: yeah, no, that's true. Even like I think it was two days ago, I got a message saying these are
0: your uh, mm. weekly offers uh-huh. for like loans, credit cards. <laughs> mate I think digital money. I don't think people respect it as opposed to cash uh-huh. that you can feel. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah. see digital money, you don't actually like when you gamble them, for example. you just two hundred pounds. You're like, it's digital, innit? It's not two hundred pounds uh-huh. stacked up where you're just willing to give it away. So I think there's a psychology where like you you're not as uh, respectable towards the money. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. even when you get paid, you get wired in the digital. Uh-huh. I don't think you feel the same as opposed to if you were getting cash. I agree, you?
1: especially like now, like you know, it's it's changed even so much over like the last few years. Where obviously contactless became a thing, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, then yeah, now people don't even take the cards out; it's just on your phone yeah, and Apple yeah, Pay. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, and it's it's so easy to just go, oh, Apple Pay, yeah, Apple yeah, Pay, yeah. Apple Pay. Like you know, you don't have to like, oh, if I want this food, I've got to. Go at the cash point, or I've got to go at the bank. Mm. You're just like, Oh, it's there, yeah, and pay for it, and pay for it constantly. Yeah. Like, money is just so readily available for everybody, even if it's not even your own money.
0: Yeah, even like PCP, you know, them cars, like the nice yeah. really cars. PCP is like, Fuck you over in it, like, when uh-huh. it comes to like the interest rates on that is like uh-huh. super high, like 20% and so people get absolutely uh-huh. ripped off and it's like a three years yeah. and then you got a but balloon payment. But the thing, payment. because
2: the monthly payment is quite cheap when you compare it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing, it's fine mm-hmm. because what, what I'm what I'm paying each month is yeah, yeah, still yeah. quite low. Yeah, But it's because the interest rate is still high, it's over a longer period of time and at the end you need to give Ballo- the car back. Yeah. Or you exactly. got to get a balloon
0: payment, which is such a high amount. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And yeah, car financing now, I mean, people... People need cars. So you're going to have some form of car oh, finance, yeah, typically. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Once again, it's so, it's so readily available. And, you know, with the monthly payments being so low, but then at the yeah, end of it, yeah. you're going to have that lump sum to pay if you, if you want the car, yeah. Yeah. Um, which can lead to people sort of getting maybe cars that they can't really afford or they shouldn't really have. Yeah. Um, That's
2: basically what's happening with everyone. Yeah, Literally, mm-hmm. they all get cars they can't afford and the flex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: another thing sort of in your 20s is like, Like, lifestyle inflation. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody gets, like, a better job with a higher rate of pay, that I'll upgrade my car. Yeah, exactly. And half the time, people, like, lots of my mates did it when we were younger, and it's like, half the time, they're not even that bothered about cars. Yeah. But they just think, right, well, I've got a better job now, so uh, I need need to spend an extra 150 quid a month on my car. Um, So
2: they never leave the cycle. It's like, mm -hmm. even though the wages got up... They tend to spend more yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly like you're on.
1: never actually any better off because yeah. your lifestyle is inflating yeah. with with your money um and that's another thing of just an awareness yeah, yeah. of like do you need to do that um if so if, if you want you know like people want to spend money, that's fine, um, but just an awareness yeah, exactly. um, yeah. of why you're doing it, is it worth it, how it can impact you um do you really want to be paying that much out a month and not have the money elsewhere? Um, it's just conversations like financially that people don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like finances are still such like such a taboo subject. Like it's not normal for people to say to people, Oh, how much do you earn? Like that's like rude, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or if you say, oh, if somebody would say, Oh, you earn this much, like finances generally are quite an uncomfortable topic. Mm-hmm. Or we said to somebody or like to one of your mates, Oh, how much debt do you have? Like you would never have that conversation. Yeah. Mm. And so, they would never be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, you're not having the conversation, so you're not having to say you're not having to sort of confront it and say, Right, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't have took that debt out. Maybe I shouldn't have so much credit card debt because yeah. it's sort of like your little your little secret. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with debt, you know, people do have debt, yeah. I've got debt. Um, but it can especially from an early age, people just can get in a cycle of oh I'll just put this on the credit card, put this on the credit card, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're in your mid thirties and it's crippling. Yeah. yeah. So it's something just, yeah, it's it's conversations and it's
0: awareness. I think that's, that's really it. good, though, that you, you want to do that, you know, because that'll help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the difference between good debt and bad debt, I think that's, yeah. a lot of people don't know about that. That doesn't get taught. Yeah, that doesn't get taught. Yeah, and really. I think I think
1: it's important, though, that it's sort of, it's coming from a place that isn't sort of patronising. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the man, it's not the grey man in a grey suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like from real life perspective, mm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's relatable and it's you know, it's not patronizing, mm. you know, it's not like going to school talking about it. Mm. But like maybe sort of somebody going into workplaces and talking about, as mentioned, um credit history. If you take out this payday loan, if you miss this payment, if you have gambling issues in your account, um you know how how that can can impact you. And I know that you had James Filds on recently. Yeah. And I haven't spoken to James about this. Mm. But there's no doubt that there's people who have issues in life. Where some people, it'll either stem directly from financial troubles, yeah, or their problems will lead on to financial troubles, mm-hmm. um, which can then impact relationships, etc. Um, yeah, it can have such a big impact on people and again on on relationships.
2: Like when we speak to him, like acknowledging it is the like the mm. the mm-hmm. first step. Like mm-hmm. if. If you don't, if you don't realize, you know, you you've got really bad credit, like debt on mm-hmm. your credit cards, or you've got a lot of loans and you're paying interest. Like, if you don't acknowledge these things and like try and think of ways to, you know, like to sort this yeah, out, yeah, like yeah. seek advice, mm-hmm. then do you know what I mean? Nothing, nothing's magic's going to happen. You're yeah, not yeah. going to just get rid of it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There has to be a, yeah. something you need to do externally for you to get out of that situation. Like
0: a step by step process. Yeah. to get mm-hmm. out slowly because it doesn't happen overnight. If you got loads of debt, it's not when you wake up the next day, and you are like oh, I'm free. Like it's like a long process, isn't mm-hmm. it? Slowly mm-hmm. changing little ways and
1: yeah, absolutely. Um and, you know, with 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 having loads of debt, there are there are there are certain options. Um whether it is sort of whether you're going to sort of pay that back over a longer period and um, have conversations with people about consolidating that as part of a mortgage. That's not the right answer for everybody, but there are options, but it needs to be sort of, you need to get some form of real advice if you need it mm-hmm. um, and see what, what, what it is you can do because things, let's say if your debt prevents you from buying a home, for example, if that's a goal, then it means you're renting, maybe you're paying high rents and then it's just sort of a vicious Circle, um, vicious cycle, where you know maybe it becomes more and more difficult to clear that, and then potentially take more and more debt to cover other debt, and then you know things can can become a mess for people.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like you've you've because you're in a position where I think you're financially literate. Um, when did you start like looking into finances and understanding like I need to stop spending this and Mm -hmm. be more smart about this? So I've said this. So
1: I've said this before. I think. I'm quite cautious about my finances, um, and it's because of me mum. When I was young, like when we were young, my mum wouldn't even let us have a debit card, mm-hmm. like when we were younger. Yeah. Um, so if I was if I wanted to get money at the bank when I was like 16, I used to have to go at the bank. Yeah. Um, right. And I think that's like left like a quite a cautious yeah. um, thing in my mind. So I would say that's where it's rooted from. Um, I am quite cautious with my own finances. However, I, I do have like debt for a car for example yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with debt um, but since then you know every day I look at the finances of others that's literally what I do every day so I do see you know people with problems people with people with um, fantastic finances and um, people who are really conscious about it people who just have never even considered it yeah so it's an everyday thing where you see seeing like different mixes uh, of people and their finances you see people who you think have everything together right, and then the finances right, right. are a bit of a mess. Um, so it's just that everyday, everyday awareness. So I'm quite fortunate now that because of that, I would say I'm quite financially literate. Um, but, you know, not perfect. I like when the boxing's on or when the football is on a Saturday, I like putting a little cu- accumulator on like anybody else does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think, but initially I would say it stems from my mum.
2: <laughs> like how you were raised in a way.
1: Yeah, because she's just always been sort of quite cautious with it, um, you know, in terms of way spending money, spending money online, stuff like that. So I think that's standard like left me, um, stood me in good stead. And yeah,
0: you know. I'm assuming you're going to pass that information onto your son, in in terms of. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> it's, down the it's, line. it's not
1: always it's not always that easy. Um, and as mentioned, you now people will always make mistakes. People will always do stupid things. That's just yeah. life. Um, but hopefully, that's that's the plan because it makes your life easier. Um, yeah, it can really make life easier. And if you've got financial troubles, they are real stresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you owe, whether it's a tax man or you owe some debt and you can't afford to pay it or it's preventing you from achieving a goal like buying a house yeah. or it's causing friction with your partner because you're spending money on gambling, for example, yeah, um, yeah. too much money, you know what I mean? It's just giving you the best possible chance yeah. of being happy or achieving whatever whatever your yeah, goals yeah. are.
2: Do you have any advice for, um, for people to like actually, com like um separate out the money, um, you know, every time you get paid because some, something I, what I do is um, I, whenever I get paid every month, I like separate it out into like different segments so it's like, these are my fixed expenses so yeah I need this money to cover all my bills and yeah. then I've got another little bit for like investments mm-hmm. and then another bit of money that I can like yeah. just spend. Yeah, So, do you have any advice in terms of? Because obviously, I don't. I don't feel like a lot of people think about that stuff. They just uh-huh. get paid and then they just do whatever. they want with the money, yeah, which yeah. leads to like a lot more problems. I think.
1: So not mm. sort of specifically, however, as you've just mentioned, it's just about right. Looking at your finance, each month I on average, or each month I earn the same amount, and it's this amount. I know I've got X amount going out in committed expenditure in mm-hmm. my debts each month, your car finance, your credit card, whatever it might be, um, on your mortgage. So you know you, you know those are going. Um, are you saving? Um, then put your money away into saving, if you're saving for a holiday or saving for a house deposit or whatever it might be. And then once you know those things are taken care of, mm-hmm. um, the bills, whatever, whatever, whatever other commitments you have, you know what you've got left. Um, And then you've got a peace of mind of sort of enjoying that money. So, for example, with myself and my partner, we have a joint account and every month we both put our agreed contributions into the joint account that covers all the bills, all the boring stuff, petrol, shopping, mortgage, um, nappies, all that sort of stuff is covered. And then we're both just left with our money after that Mm -hmm. to spend as we like, pretty much. So just being organized.
2: Yeah, I think being organized is a very helpful tool because if you are getting paid, which is, you know, the majority of people, if you're getting paid a salary every month um, and you're just doing whatever you want, like a lot, I know a lot of people that literally spend the monthly income in the first two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, where's all my money gone? Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? So that's something that, you know, you might be able to get away with when you you know, when you're 18 or early adulthood, when mm-hmm. you're still living it with parents yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but after that, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. But I think, you know, in reality, the reality is it just does come with time. It comes with experience. Mm-hmm. It comes with making mistakes. It comes with maybe running out of money the odd time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, nobody's going to have everything sussed by the time they're 18 yeah, or even so. 21 yeah. or even 25. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, it just does come with time and having conversations, making mistakes, learning, um, and putting, sort of organising your finances.
0: Mm -hmm. So you think like, having a joint account is beneficial, like if you've got a partner?
1: So there's no right or wrong answer, It's sort of, it depends on the couple, and how you want to manage your finances, but for us, it works because, it means every month you're not, ha- you don't have to have the conversation every month, month of like, how much have you paid this month towards yeah, stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or our shopman's got cheaper these days. Um, so you're not contributing as much. Right. It's just set in stone. And it means that we don't have to have that conversation. Yeah, right. It's every month I put X amount in, she puts X amount in. That's that done. Yeah, You want to buy some clothes with the rest of your money? You want to go out? Yeah. And crack on, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my money, spend it however I want, because we know that everything's taken care of. On the first of the month, all that money goes into the account and then we don't have to keep having the conversation of who's going to pay for this? Yeah. Who's <laughs> going to pay for this? Because that's how, you know, that can cause ag- like ag. right? Yeah. So you're just eliminating that. That's why we do it. Mm-hmm. But some people may not, um may not prefer that. Some people may prefer to manage the finances separately and if that works, if that, if that, if that is what works, yeah. then that's absolutely fine. But something to consider is a joint account doesn't mean that it's your only account. Yeah. Like we still have our yeah. separate yeah, 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 finances yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah that's just where everything meets for yeah. bills and that's where yeah the shopman comes out of the petrol comes out of mortgage energy water all the boring stuff
0: right so like on your separate accounts do you put money into the joint account every yeah. month and then using that is split over like bills and shopman etc
1: yeah so all of our bills come out of the joint account on the first of the month i put my money in she yeah. puts her money in and that just gets us through the month
0: i think that's smart i think that is probably mm-hmm. the best way to do
1: so the conversation may be so it may be different for different couples it may be right some people regardless of your income you might just put the same amount in mm-hmm. other people may do it proportionately yeah
2: depending so, on how much each person earns and stuff. Yeah. yeah
1: so that's the conversation oh, right. to have yeah. and it may change when people when income increases um you know what i mean so it can, it can change but that's but there's less conversations to have yeah. around it
0: yeah do you know when it comes to buying house mortgages so would that be separate or would you do joint ones like for people, um, what you, in term what, what do you mean? Because you know, like you can get a house where it's like joint ownership. All oh, right. Okay. So okay. how would the mortgages work if it's joint mortgage? Like. All oh, right.
1: Okay. So it's only one mortgage payment. So the one mortgage payment would come out of either the joint account, or they would say, "Right, your your job is the mortgage payment. That's coming out of your account." Right, but it's yeah, only right. one mortgage payment if you have a joint mortgage. Okay. Um, so yeah, it would come out of either the joint account, that's what we do, or you have that discussion of you take care of the mortgage and the petrol and the shopping, yeah, I do yeah, yeah. X, Y and Z bills.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think about a joint mortgage as opposed to separately just doing it individually?
1: What do you mean, buying a house together?
0: Yeah, yeah as opposed to, sorry, yeah, buying a house so, separate.
1: So it just depends on, on where you're at with things with your partner. If you're talking about buying one with your partner, then it's, it's 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 not really a mortgage question. It's more just where, where are you are in your relationship. Yeah. But it is like a, a huge financial commitment. Um, so are you ready to, to take that step and have that financial commitment jointly? Um, because one, you're contributing towards a deposit. Who's contributing what? Again, yeah. are you doing proportionately or are you putting the same amount in? Maybe one of you is getting money gifted from a parent and the other person hasn't got that. Um so that's a conversation, and yeah, if 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 you're at the stage in your relationship where you want to buy a home, then
2: yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah, it's only a problem when if it comes to a point where you break up, because I, when I worked in Santander, I dealt with um, mortgages as well in the end, and it, there were so many people calling up because they they split up, but the mortgages in both people's names, and then uh-huh. if one person thinks they're the responsible one for making the payment mm-hmm. and then the other person doesn't even look at it. Yeah. Like, and if the payment isn't being made like you were saying before, it's like both people are affected by this.
1: Yeah.
2: Which, yeah. so,
1: you're both you're both tied in at the end of the day. If you get a mortgage with your partner and then you separate, you either need to sell the home or one of you can leave the mortgage if it fits, but only if it fits. So let's say you've got a 200 grand mortgage with your partner but you alone, if you applied alone, could only afford a hundred grand of that. Mm-hmm. Then your partner can't just leave the mortgage, and you'd be left with a two hundred grand debt because the lender won't allow it because right. you can't afford it by yourself. Yeah. So either you need to sell the home, or you both are going to have to stay on the mortgage. Um, obviously, it's different for everybody. Some people, the the one person alone might be able to afford it, and therefore you can speak to the lender, and your partner can just leave, um, and that's great. But this is a conversation as well when people are buying with family members, such as. Um, siblings or yep. friends if you buy a house with a, with a sibling or, or a friend yes you can buy that house together however what happens when you, you, your brother gets meets the lover's life and he wants and to change, and yeah. things change and he wants to <clears throat> get a house with his partner mm-hmm. are you, are you going to be happy selling the house um, are you going to be able to mortgage it alone
0: Yeah,
1: where's that going to leave you so it's a conversation you know not just about the current mm. but also about the future be
0: mindful yeah. about like planning ahead
1: yeah, so it's not just about your current circumstances or goals, but also about the future. Yeah. Where will you be in five years? What are the risks? Um, in, yeah, as long as you're open about it, and you both maybe you might agree. Right, if one of us does want to move out, we'll just have to sell it. But again, you know, it's not always that easy in reality.
0: Yeah, yeah. what do you think about uh, the different types of mortgages? So there's like five year fix as opposed to the long term fix. Like, what would you like give advice for like people?
1: So a, t- a fixed-term period can be anywhere between a one-year fix all the way up until a 10-year fix. Yeah. Um, most typically, people will take either a two or a five years. The reason why you wouldn't take 10-year as such most commonly is because it's very difficult to predict where you're going to be in 10 years' time. Okay. So with a two or a five, they are the most common. Um, the answer is different for everybody. Like It really is. Um, some people I may advise a two-year, some I may advise a five-year what you need to be considering is what is your budget? Hello, Matt. What is your budget? Um, You know, what do you think is going to happen in the market over the next few years? Do you think interest rates are going to come down? Are you planning to move home in the next two to five years? Are you planning on refinancing for any reason in the next two to five years? You know, they are all considerations and I would give advice based on that. Yeah. Um, So I'll provide the guidance, but still some people may choose to... um, do otherwise but there's benefits to either in the current market as of today generally five-year fixes are cheaper yeah Mm -hmm. um and that will provide a longer budget certainty so for the next five years you'll know regardless of what happens in the economy i know exactly what my monthly payment's going to be so that's right for some people Mm. whereas others you know they may want to move house in three years, therefore they wouldn't tie in for five. They may want to refinance in three years and pull some equity out, so yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. want to tie in for five. Or they may really think rates are going to come down in three years' time, right. so they want to have the flexibility mm. to then benefit yeah. from that
0: if it does happen. Yeah. So plenty you, of options. Can you explain the process of refinance? Because mm-hmm. even Mason Rams, I'm like a bit worried what, what is refinance kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so typically people on a residential mortgage will take a a fixed-term mortgage, most commonly, Mm -hmm. okay? So at the end of that two or five years, most commonly you would then remortgage onto another fixed-term period, Mm. okay? So at that time, you're essentially taking out a brand-new mortgage, Yeah. okay? So you're going to most commonly repay your current mortgage, take out a brand-new mortgage, and that would be to suit your new circumstances and goals. So... You may change the fixed term period, you may change the mortgage term, which is how long overall you're going to be repaying your mortgage. You may want to pull some equity out if you want to put on an ex build an extension or just right. get some money for yourself. Um There's yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons why you might want to refinance, but that's what it is. It's essentially taking out a new mortgage to meet your circumstances and your goals at that time.
2: Right. But then even, you know, you can't pull all the money out, can you? Isn't there only like a certain percentage or something?
1: Yes, you, can you can't pull, out pull out? all the money out. No, so you, that would, if you pulled all of the money out, that would be a 100% mortgage, which you can't do. So in any residential mortgage, you're going to need at least 5% equity in the right, home right. or a deposit. Yeah. Um, so no, you can't pull it all out. Um, how much equity you leave in will then impact what products you've got access to. But... You can depend on your circumstances. You may be able to take out enough, um, or to fund whatever it is that you're looking right. looking to fund. Right. But no, you can't take everything out.
2: Because yeah, I know that's uh, like refinancing. Is so say for example, you you buy a house which is worth a hundred thousand pounds. You've took, um, say you put ten percent deposit, so a ninety thousand um, pound mortgage, and then. Three years down the line the houses went up to one thirty, yeah. for example. So that's a thirty percent increase in value. Yeah. So when it comes to like refinancing, so how does that work? Like if you wanted to pull that extra bit out?
1: So in theory, if everything fit, then you could refinance it and take some of that additional equity that you've developed over the last few years uh-huh. because house prices went up. In theory you could refinance and remove some of that equity. Not all of it. Um, The options will depend on the individual. Uh Depends on what your goals are. Are you going to be taking the money out to spend it on home improvements? Is it going to be for holiday? Is it going to be for um, debt consolidation? These things will all impact your options.
2: So, like, you can't can't just take that money out for your own personal...
1: No, so you need to meet certain criteria. So, for example, typically, Mm -hmm. a lender will allow you to take more money out for home improvements because you're going to improve Improve the value of the property rather than if you're going to invest it in property elsewhere and therefore give yourself more debt. Right, right, Um, right. So, yeah, it does depend on what the reason is. One, what the reason is you're trying to take the money out. Two, can you afford it? Can you meet criteria for it? Mm -hmm. Three, how much equity do you actually have in the property?
2: Right, right.
1: So there's plenty of different bits and pieces yeah, to consider. so it all de-
2: depends on your circumstances and stuff at that point in time.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people, when refinancing, are just looking to a like-for-like remortgage. Uh-huh. Keep everything as it is, just mm-hmm. switch on to the new cheapest deal as it is at that time, right. and get on to a new fixed-term period. Uh-huh. Um, so that's you know what a lot of people want to do, just remortgage onto the new cheapest deal.
2: So essentially, they just keep the money within the property itself. Yeah. Like if it, the value goes up.
1: Yeah, essentially, yeah, um, and keep hopefully paying that mortgage down right. over the next however however many years, however however long mm-hmm. they've decided to take the mortgage out for.
0: Do you think it's best to split the mortgage off over a long time or a shorter time, like 20 years or 40 years?
1: So you can, in, if depending on your age, etc., you can potentially take a mortgage out over 40 years. Um, so, again, it just depends on the individual. Everybody has different goals. Yeah. The shorter the mortgage term the higher your monthly payment will be. Mm -hmm. But you're going to repay your mortgage quicker and pay interest over a shorter period of time. The longer the mortgage term, um, the lower the monthly payment, but you're going to pay more interest because it's over a much longer period. Now, whatever mortgage term you take, you're not stuck with that. When you do remortgage in the future, you can amend that to suit your new goals. But as an example, some people whose finances are maybe well in order They've got a good income. They're quite comfortable. May wish the short. May, may wish to have the shorter mortgage term, just to sort of pay that mortgage off as quickly as possible and have a mortgage-free home. A first-time buyer may wish to take a forty-year mortgage to absolutely minimise the monthly payments. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With the understanding that in theory they'll be paying interest back over a longer period. Yeah. But on that initial mortgage, for some people, it may be priority to just keep the payments low, be comfortable. Um. And, yeah, have money to spend elsewhere in the life. So, yeah, it does really depend on, on the individual.
0: There are one question on mine. Uh, oh, yeah, when it comes to property investors, it's uh, 25% in if you want to get a um, buy-to-let. Buy um, what is the typical interest rate on them?
1: So, typically, they will a buy-to-let. So, you're right, on average, a 25% deposit. Um, you can sometimes get um, finance them with 20%. Of a deposit, however, it comes with higher interest rates, and in the current climate, that's a little bit more difficult. Um, in terms of interest rates of buy to let, they're going to be higher than residential mortgages, are All right, yeah. Um, by how much it's difficult to say because it's it, you know, there's so many different mortgages out there, yeah. but I would say typically a little bit higher than a residential mortgage. I didn't know that,
2: <laughs> but that's always the case, isn't it? Isn't it like Normally, buy to late it's always a bit higher. Yeah, rates. so yeah,
1: that's, that's that's always been the case, really. Essentially, you've got to think there's just more risk to the lender for certain reasons. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be slightly higher. So, in the current market, you know, because interest rates have went up, it means that monthly mortgage payments have went up, which means that that gap between your rental income and your mortgage payments has sort of narrowed. So at the moment, or over the last year or so, it's been quite difficult for buy-to-let landlords yeah. to maybe have the margins that they want. Yeah. Um. So that's why it's sort of my job to work with people, see what's possible, see what sort of mortgage payment you can achieve, um, and yeah, to try and make the finance of a buy-to-let as easy as possible, especially mm. in a different mar- in a difficult market. But with buy-to-lets, people have different goals. Some people want to generate a cash flow. On a monthly basis mm-hmm. someone to just have a mortgage free property as soon as possible um maybe to sell or for retirement or for to pass on to the kids so they're all conversations we would have for somebody who's looking to invest invest in property
0: you know how you said you've got a client list now haven't it have you got someone that's like put a ball in? like a whale um. <laughs> of an investor or something like that?
1: Um, I've got people with multiple properties. Yeah, I haven't got anybody who's got twenty. Yeah, I've got people who's got you know four or five.
0: There yeah. are people in Sunderland that have like over twenty properties in it. Yeah, like,
1: so there's there's some fantastic property investors in Sunderland. The North East is a great place to invest in property, yeah. or can be if done properly. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty of. Um, people in Sunderland, yeah you're right who have, who have plenty of properties who do very well out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I chat to some of those people about their, about their investments um, but yeah typically you know in the northeast house prices are so low yeah, it can it, be an attractive yeah. place to, to invest so it, prime you know a lot of people it is by let's or it's refurb and mm-hmm. um, there's, there's different ways you can invest in property but I would say though although there are loads of people doing so well it's you know you do have to sort of know you, you should do some form of research or training yeah, yeah, yeah. beforehand. Um, people can do very well out of property, but also some people can not do very well out of property. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about buy to lets. You know whether you've got a um, gaps in tenants, yeah. or you know bad tenants, or there's an issue with the property. The roof collapses. Can you fund that? Yeah. Um, the 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 mortgage market changes. So there's lots you need to consider. Um, and yeah to sort of to be successful in it but so many people
0: do well out of it when done well is there a client list in the northeast or have you got any people that you've uh
1: so i would know i work with home buyers across the country due to the nature of my social media um, and yeah, yeah. i do connect with home buyers across the country um i do quite a bit on social media and also i do quite a few podcasts mm. um so that means i have people from i would say it's maybe 50 percent sunderland 50 percent that's, that's anywhere weird. else. Yeah. Anywhere else in the country. Um so yeah, different, different, you know, people buying in London, the house prices are ridiculous yeah. and <laughs> completely different to people yeah. buying here.
0: Yeah, when you just drive across London, you know like all of these are millionaires. Yeah, I don't know this
2: how normal probably. people like the average working person can afford a house in like yeah, London yeah. and stuff.
1: It's it's mad,
0: like, you know, <laughs>
1: some of my clients, you know, what you can get for like, let's say a two hundred and fifty grand house yeah, in the right. northeast that's like yeah, a very, nice. that's like a nice house, yeah, in a nice, a, house. a, nice, yeah, a lovely yeah, house. Yeah. That's like a three, four bedroom, semi-detached, detached yeah, yeah, yeah. in a nice area yeah. in like parts of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a one bedroom flat yeah, exactly. in a high rise.
0: Do you know what I mean? Have so, you been in Wynyard in uh, near Middlesbrough like that? I have, yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, I checked online for their houses and it's like 600, 700K, right? Mansions. I'm talking yeah. about mansions with all this land and mm-hmm like 10-bedroom houses and stuff, and then you got to London for like 700k, you get like a three-bedroom. I'm it, like, why would people not just sell it and just buy this mansion in Winyard? But I guess people got love their life selling London or something. They got so situated in it. And that's where the work is as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
1: uh, Well, that's where the work is, you know, depending on what you do. But yeah, many clients, you know, buying houses in London, um, obviously that's either where they work or that's where they're from. And the difference in properties between London and the Northeast, is it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And that's why it's so many people in London will rent. Um, because it's mm-hmm. so difficult to avoid vo to, to afford um, the sort yeah. of property that you're looking to buy.
0: Mate, if I was in London, if I was like nine if I was like sixty five and I've paid off a house, mate, I would sell that and move to Winyard. Like <laughs> I, I would just be like <laughs> This is my retirement place. vineyard's
1: uh, <laughs> the dream, isn't it? The houses there. Uh, Mate, some it, of them are ridiculous.
0: Absolutely beautiful,
1: yeah. It's I like football. Well, is it footballers? I imagine yeah, it's footballers so, living there. Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, play yeah. to them.
0: Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One Have day. Have you got like a, would you say a, a dream of a house that you want one day in? I'm um, assuming you've got a lovely house now. Yeah. Um. Not, have you not got really. Children and that.
1: No. I've got, <laughs> um. Not at the moment. I just have a very, a very normal house. I Actually, live in just a two-bedroom terrace at the moment. Yeah. Um. But yeah. the. Yeah, I just live in a two-bedroom terrace at the moment, um, with me, my partner and my, my little boy. Um. But essentially, I'm self-employed. So with self-employed mortgages, it can be quite a, a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, there's extra hoops that you need to jump through when you're self-employed. Um, and when COVID happened, that massively impacted my income. Mm. Um, so I, I'm looking to move over the next couple of years um, to move into a bigger house, but it's just a case of sort of um, rebuilding your income. Because yeah, yeah. as it, you know, for a lot of self-employed people, yeah. COVID really did impact yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So a dream house, uh, you know, I would like a, a nice house with a nice big garden. Yeah, and yeah. a big garden is always important. <laughs> it is. I personally like a new build. I know uh, a lot of people that don't. Yeah, yeah. I like a new build. So that's what I would like at some point but there's no rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of pressure on it like you feel you know you, you everybody wants the dream house yeah, but yeah. it takes time doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you said like the people that like uh, get the, have the rush into things and break up and stuff you'd much rather slowly gradually mm-hmm. get into that position it, rather than pressure yourself mm-hmm. just like yeah, like running before you can walk kind of thing just slowly learning the experience of mortgages and stuff and then in Bunsen, yeah isn't
1: it? exactly well he's only um my little boy i was saying i want a big garden so he's got like a big garden but he's only one and a half he doesn't need that big of a garden. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. one day yeah, eventually yeah. hopefully um
2: but at the moment he's all right with what we have got
0: yeah. he can do what he needs yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> big garden and a big kitchen that's what i want mm. well like a big open plan yeah open plan kitchen i know that's the dream by nice. bifolds. Bifold doors, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. <laughs> like a island in the middle, gotta have an island. I know, I mum mean, <laughs> and dad's
1: just um, now that all the kids have sort of moved out, they've just had um, a, a, a sort of conversion in their house uh-huh. where they've had like the house in the big open plan kitchen with bifolds, yeah, and it's just so nice, <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's uh, pretty much you know exactly what I would want well, yeah. at some point. Because it's sort of like when you've got a house, that allows you to entertain, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. To have, you know, the World Cup barbecues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All those sorts of things. And that's, I think, what
2: you want. And it's just nice. Like Mm -hmm. just from work or whatever, and you come back home and you... Do you know what I mean? Like, just coming back to a nice house. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. like, I think yeah. mentally it's, pl- like, very pleasing.
1: I think especially when you've got kids or or when people are looking towards having kids, like, you want sort of a nice house for your kids to grow up in. Like, yeah. you want a house yeah, yeah. where your kids can come with their friends yeah. when they're teenagers. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. a safe space yeah. where yeah. they can play in the back garden yeah, or yeah. where they have got a, a bedroom big enough where they can go up and play on the PlayStation yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, you know, it is a safe safe space rather yeah. than doing... What, whatever else. Yeah, so I think that's quite... That's part of my goal.
2: Yeah. But... Of course. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get the the time, <laughs> we'll all get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course.
0: How long has that been?
2: Yeah, it's been an hour 15. Oh, nice. Anything... There was anything more you wanted to ask? Mm, no.
0: Nah. You know yeah. what the funny thing is? That you... Uh, he's here. Mate, I called HSBC like two days ago. Talking to a mortgage guy. Just like asking questions like you mentioned. Yeah. Because I was like, mate, I've got to eventually like, learn about... And I totally forgot we're doing a podcast with you as well. Yeah. So I was like, after I made the phone call and I was talking to him about the podcast, I was like, why did I just... Make, I, I could have just waited till uh, yeah. till Saturday. But it's nice that you came because a lot of people don't know. Like, I don't know about the interest is higher for a bite of let. There's a lot of information. Even the app that you mentioned, Check My check File. Check My File. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about Check My Because
2: I've used credit, uh, credit score. Yeah. no. Clear score. Experian and clear score, yeah. yeah.
1: Clear score is a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah. But Check My File is the best. It's free for the first 30 days mm-hmm. yeah. and then you pay it like £15 a month after that. So right. just have a look. You can download yeah. it and then just cancel your subscription. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, if there's any issues, Standard then <laughs> yeah. If there's any issues, then yeah, keep it up a tiny yeah. Yeah. To, to well spent £15 a month. Yeah. But yeah, Check My File is great. When you mentioned about speaking to HSBC, something to consider is that your bank will only offer you their own products mm. and they will only offer you their own criteria. Yeah. So however much you can borrow with HSBC yeah. may be completely different elsewhere. Right, right, right. So what I am is I'm a whole of market mortgage advisor. So yeah. I have access to all of the banks and building societies. Mm. So it's my job to assess your circumstances and then say, right, and place you with whoever will allow you to achieve your goal in the best possible manner. So you know hsbc but that there the might be a better deal elsewhere or there yeah. might not mm. hsbc might be offering the best yeah um so yeah that's a, a so consideration basically
0: i called and i was like since i've been with HSBC for a long time would i get any perks or benefits regarding mortgage and the guy was like yeah it doesn't work like that it's like <laughs> whoever <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i was like oh, come on bro like i'm a but i thought there could have been but it's not anything like that is it Um, Nah, but like I said, I don't know much of mortgages, I still need to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing where I don't think most people that haven't got a mortgage yet know what it is. You know what I mean? So, well, they
1: don't. It's the biggest fight. The the first buying your first house will be the biggest financial transaction for 99% of people. Mm Do you know what I mean? Because when else are you taking out a debt that large? When else are you buying like a house? (laughs) Um, so yeah, you know, you're not expected to, and that's why there's people like me, whether it's me or somebody else um who's there to answer those questions and hopefully give you as good of an understanding as possible as to why you are taking this mortgage, as yeah. to whether you can afford this house, um, as to you know how much money should you put down for a deposit. Um so that's yeah those are the conversations.
0: <laughs> Do you wanna end with your socials and
1: Yeah, so my main business page is my Instagram which is at Mortgages underscore um, on there there's sort of daily sort of tips tricks bits of information just answering questions there's client testimonials there's little, little bits of work um i've done with sort of the bbc um financial times as an expert Um that's cool. the main page and then there's facebook dan does mortgages and then there's linkedin which is dan not lovely
2: thank you for coming on yeah, man. man. it's been a very, thank you very insightful much. conversation for thank sure you very much for having me on i've enjoyed it <laughs> But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one.